this is Gilbert Hi. Gottfried, and I'm here with my co-host Frank Santo Padre and Dara Gottfried, and I'm here with skinless, blind, armless, legless, uh, Munchausen syndrome <laughs> by proxy, Albert Decker disorder, oh, Raybone. Uh, Paul's well, back. Hi, that's Paul. A, that's an introduction like we give our guests on, on the show. <laughs> Paul, I'm straight as they come, but for a skinless guy, you're a handsome individual. I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that. I just wanted to, you know, uh, I wanted to say, uh, give a shout out to uh, three of the Earwolf guys here, Jared O'Connell, Casey uh, Holford, and uh, Dave Seidel, who helped us set up uh, a keyboard <clears throat> for an episode you guys will hear with Charles Fox, which was terrific. And uh, they did yeoman work, which we appreciate. And uh, Verderosa got it all wired up, and it was important because Charles has written many wonderful hits. And how else could Gilbert sing the hits from Zap? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrific show. He said he wouldn't come on if I sang his songs. Not only did he let me sing his songs, he played accompaniment on the piano. He did, and he, and he was like totally into it. He, he wasn't. Was. Yes. He wasn't just fooling around for comic purposes. Although he, he hasn't written me back since I. No. Uh, <laughs> and I think the jury's out. That was. I would also say that was one of Gilbert's finest vocal performances. It was my it, opinion. It was. And believe it or not, I'm actually serious. top seventy. <laughs> <laughs> so so Dara's back. Paul's hey. with her this time. Uh, Dara's back by popular demand because Thank people you. loved the. What do we call the last one? Dara CD collection. Yeah. Yeah. Because she couldn't find her 45s. So we sent her back <laughs> out into the jungle to find her actual physical 45s, which were where? At your mom's house? No, actually, they were in. I, I have a stack, but they're my mom's my mom's 45s. They're your mom's 45s. Exactly. Oh, good. So we're going exactly. back. We're going way back. Now, once again, Gilbert and I do not know. Yes. Do, you, do you know what these songs are? No. Okay, I don't either. I sound like Kreskin. We've never met. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and we have. Gilbert and I are going to guess. Hopefully, uh, in a couple of notes, Paul has done research on them, so you have background information. I have some background information, but I didn't find Wonderful. out until just now that it was your mother's. Oh yeah, this 45. is my mother's. That explains a lot. Yeah, <laughs> or so you would have turned the gig down. <laughs> yeah, right. So just just as a little background, my mother Heather Kravitz was born in 1946. Okay. Okay. So, and this Gives was her. Context. This was her record collection, and I basically have a big stack in the closet, and I just. Are Grabbed. any of these yours, or should we be calling no, this all, episode? All my mom's. So we have to call this Heather Kravitz's, Heather Kravitz's 45 <laughs> collection. Well, they're mine collection. now, but okay. I inherited them from okay. my mother. And, we'll call and it Dara and yeah, Mom's record there, collection. There you go. But I basically just randomly grabbed a handful Fantastic. of them. So Gilbert and I will guess. We'll try to get this in in the tight 30 minutes, and uh, here we go. You want to kick it off? Kick it off. Number one. Thank you, Frankie. All right. So number one, uh, no, so no, 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 Gil, this is your era. <laughs> oh, my papa, to me you are so wonderful. Oh, my papa, to me you are so grand. Oh, my papa. 
so gentle and so wonderful. Oh, my papa. I think we got it. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Fisher. Eddie Fisher. Eddie Fisher. Very good. Eddie I like Fisher. That. Eddie Fisher for one. But Krusty the Clown did This it. thing was covered by a hundred different people. Yeah, tell us some. Uh, okay, here's some. Since its debut, it was it was published in 1939, uh, which was before your mother was alive, actually. And uh, so, anyway, here's some of the people who've covered the covered the song: Liz Asia, Alan Breeze, Billy Cotton, Billy Vaughn, the Everly Brothers, Harry James, Guy Mitchell, Malcolm Vaughn. Susie and the Banshees. Oh, wow. Wow. Which is an interesting one. And it's mentioned, it's quoted in Frank Zappa's song, Billy the Mountain. And perhaps the best rendition of all, it is sung in The Simpsons by Yes, Krusty the Crown. Krusty the Crown. Krusty the Clown. The Crown. <laughs> Sings Krusty. it in the Jackie Mason episode. Yes, where Jackie right. plays That's Rabbi right. Krustovsky. The episode's called Like Father, Like Clown. Nice work. <laughs> Dara? It was uh, number one hit in 1954, and it was originally uh, a German, a nostalgic German song called Mein Papa. I love this. Research in stereo. Yes. <laughs> Dara, Dara's going to catch the Munchausen. But wait, yeah, yeah. One more. There was actually a television show that uh featured it really yeah what show gomer pile oh okay wow. in addition to the simpsons there you go that's eddie good. fisher that's a good one. was that eddie fisher's gomer big pile. hit that was his big I hit think that was so. his signature hit yeah nice work Gil. okay number two okay oh now number two no man you. i'm gonna wait for paul to ruin it before i start <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you heather kravitz you that opportunity <laughs> here we go <laughs> Yeah, this is Dara's day. Uh oh. Good job. Ah, perfect timing. My mother, what will I be? Just lost her a couple of weeks ago. We did. Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. God, Gilbert. As my high school band teacher oh, used to say, I you're subtle like a brick. <laughs> I guess you know this one. <laughs> wow. All right, Mr. Gottfried. Well, who knows? You guys have fat. You guys have little information in front of you. So well, I'm not going to ask you. Gil, what movie is this from? Exactly. Oh. What movie was it used in? Doris Day sang it in the movie. Oh. Not not a comedy, not a love story. Schindler's List. Wrong. Oh, wait. Was <laughs> it the James Cagney one? No. No. Give up? Oh. Give up. Was it James Cagney one, Love Me or Leave Me? Yeah, I think so. This was The Man Who Knew Too Much. Oh. Hitchcock. Oh, wait. Hitchcock. I, have, I have another one, though. You do? The Barefoot Contessa. Really? Yeah. Well, she definitely said. Oh, wait, sang- wait, wait. The phrase Kesara came uh, from the movie The Barefoot Contessa. Yeah, she definitely sings it in the in the in the Man Who Knew Too Much. The remake, yes. not the Peter yeah. Laurie version. Yeah. <laughs> the Jimmy Stewart version. And it also in nineteen fifty six uh won the Oscar for Best Song. It sure did. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep, yep. yep. Pay attention to 1956. That's going to come up again. Okay. It, by the way, <laughs> is it possible for someone to die twice because Doris Day just died again? Gilbert. Oh, oh yeah. After you, after you weighed in. <laughs> well, it, ha- it, it happened to Julie Andrews. Yeah. She was actually not dead. She was hanging on yeah. by a thread. <laughs> you sang it. Put her over the top. 
Uh, we'll keep moving on in the interest yep. of time. This but that was, was also fun. in this was also in what Simpsons episode? Was it in a Simpsons episode? Simpsons episode. Bart's Comet, sung by several characters as they wait for a comet to destroy Very Springfield. Good, Paul, you surprised yeah. me. Huh. All right, <laughs> okay. Next. All right, for a Francis. Guy with no skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now this next one is sung by. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Paul's. Gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take Paul's yeah. gig. <laughs> I'll get that. I'll take care of that, Frank. Oh, I should know this. On a day like today, it's Pat Boone. We have the time. Well, is this love letters in the sand? Good Pat, job, Pat Boone. Love letters in the sand. <laughs> I love you, Gilbert. Oh, you laughed when I cried. Wow. Take our love letters from the sand. Pat Boone, who sang every white, colorless, bloodless like, version of every rock and roll well, song. Like I loved. We'll have to play it on another episode, side by side, with, you know. Rudy Tootie. Oh, his Tootie, oh, his Tootie oh, Fruity tootie version. Fruity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Who, Pat Boone was the. Who wrote Love Letters in the Sand? This Ooh. is going to turn out uh, to be interesting. I know. It's somebody you know. I think somebody I know like, personally. Like, yeah, well, not, not <laughs> Whoopi <as> Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gilbert Gilbert will recognize John too, Ritter. Close. Yeah. Very you mean, close. You mean who wrote the lyrics who or the music? The, who wrote the music? Oh boy! Oh the lyrics boy. were Nick Kenny and Charles Kenny. The music was written by. Are you ready? Give me a year. Sammy Kahn. Uh, no. The, what is the year? The let's see here. Uh, it was uh, written in nineteen thirty one. Right. Wow. Based inspired by the eighteen eighty one Spanish Cavalier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Xavier Cugat. <laughs> no idea. J, J. Fred Coots. J. Fred Coots. Does that ring a bell? Wow. J. Fred sure. Coots. Sure. Yes. Who also wrote... What was <laughs> J. Fred, that name J. Of J. Fred Muggs. I know. <laughs> no, that was the, I was that was the chimp of. on the Today Show. That's what I was <laughs> thinking of. Totally different guy. <laughs> Let, are we going back I, to... I thought... Uh, I didn't know the last name was Coots. No, I thought uh, it was J. J. Fred Muggs was a chimpanzee yes, yes. on a talk show on, are we going on Dave who, Garraway. Didn't we do who chimpanzees tonight? Yeah. That chimp performed cunnilingus on Dave Garraway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. But those were more innocent times. Oh, they were. They really were. <laughs> J. Fred Perfect for Coots. a Pat Boone accompaniment. J. Fred Coots wrote um, the classic Christmas carol, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And he also wrote, nobody will know this one. I don't know if you guys know this. Do you know the song, You Go to My Head? Sure. Yeah. Very nice romantic jazz song. He wrote that too. J. Fred Coots. A little bit different from Love Letters oh, in the Sand. J. J. Fred, Fred Muggs yeah. named after J. Fred yeah. Coots. <laughs> and it spent five weeks at number one oh, on the Billboard Top 100 chart during that's late sad. June and July 1957. Pat Boone's still around. All right. And his daughter had a number one hit, a mega hit. 
You, oh, light, up, you light up my life. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's yes. right. Which that's was right. a song to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or written was, by a guy yeah. who was busted for, for killing, for for, uh, for for rape. Yes, Joe Brooks. Yes. Yeah. That's a, well, I don't want to bring the show down. Okay. What yes. else do you have, Frank? <laughs> I, now, now it hurts getting interested. <laughs> <laughs> Heather has some eclectic tastes. Yes. Hey. This is a great song written by the one and only <laughs> J. Fred Coots. Okay. <laughs> Oh, what you do to me me tight never dreamed anybody could kiss that away bring me nobody sounds like Barry Como what a wonderful feeling to feel that way. Tell me where have you been all my life? Oh, hot diggity dog diggity. Oh, what you do to me? What you do to me? Hot diggity dog diggity. Oh, what you do to me? When you're holding me tight. Wow. You're getting now, all these. Yeah. Now I, I, these are standards. I know. These are classic songs. There's, there's one story. I heard where they spoke to Groucho Marx, one of Groucho Marx's wives, and she made a snide, insulting remark about Perry Como. Then the reporter asked Perry Como what he thought of her remark, and he said, well, she just doesn't like Italians. And so the reporter asked Groucho, and Groucho said, that's not true. She likes my brother Chico, and he's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> my my mother's mother, okay. my grandmother, so yeah. disapproved of her marrying my father. Yeah, and sh- that she she actually said you should have married Perry Como, and my mother said I don't know Perry Como. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Story That's stayed amazing. stayed in the family for That's years. Amazing. So you know where the do- where the phrase "hot diggity dog" came from? I do not. J. Fred Coots? There you go. (laughs) Okay, so it dates to at least 1928 when Al Jolson was recording. Gil. Recorded saying, hot diggity dog, hot kitty, hot pussycat. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you you'd love it? After a performance of the tune, there's a rainbow around my shoulder. (laughs) What? That's very uh, disturbing. Take take that to the bank. <laughs> the line, ooh, what you do to me, was written by one of Cesar Romero's pool boys. Exactly. <laughs> ooh, what you do and, to me. And that's also what uh, Al Jolson would scream out when he came. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hot diggity. Yeah. Hot diggity dog. Hot diggity dog. So the, have, you ever, have you ever heard of a, a oh, web Gilbert. TV show called Doom Patrol? Sure. It's an outgrowth of DC Comics, right? Some sort? Yes. There was a recent episode in which a giant balloon shaped like buttocks was launched into the air playing a song. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. It gets better. Okay. Playing a song on an attached jukebox, playing this song on an attached jukebox, reportedly sending people insane within 20 minutes. Wow. I don't know which anecdote I like better. (laughs) Gil, we have to vote vote on best anecdote. He's finding the, much the, different the but, the, the buttock-shaped balloon or or, 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 or Al Jolson ejaculating. <laughs> yeah, Al, Al Jolson. Al Jolson, when he would get a blowjob backstage. <laughs> from, he would go, hot diggity dog diggity. <laughs> they, were, they were simpler times. Yes. They were more innocent yeah. times. What else? Uh, f- 
and the depression was going on. <laughs> and it was so oh my God. <laughs> we will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. What else you got there, Frank? One, two, three, well, four, well, let's see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Come on. Okay, you could have taken that one out. That one we could have let Paul <laughs> Yes. You know, Bill, it's- Bill Haley and the comments. You bet. Yes. Good job, Gilbert. You bet. That's right. You know, what's interesting is how many... How associated that song is with Happy Days. Yes. And how many guests we've had from Happy Days. Oh, my God. Donnie, we had Donnie Most. We had the Fonz, Henry. We had uh, Marion Ross, Mrs. C. And now we've had Charles Fox, who, yes. wrote, who wrote the damn theme song. It, and what's wild is all of the songs we've heard tonight yes. are written by Charles Fox. I didn't know that. <laughs> Not a lot of people <laughs> Not J. Fred Poots. Are you Wait, sure? I'm digging it down, <laughs> Are you sure? Well, you know when, uh, what Charles didn't say, too, uh, when he was here, is that when they were writing the Happy Days theme, su- Sunday, Monday, yeah. Happy Days, yeah. Tuesday, they were inspired by... That, that, that Bill Haley used the clock. Yes. So they went to the oh. calendar. Oh. oh, wow. That's great. The late Norman Gimbel. Wow. Charles' writing partner, that's where he got so the idea. Rock Around the Clock was the theme song for what movie? Oh, American uh, Graffiti. Blackboard Jungle. Blackboard Jungle. Ding, 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 He's ding, right. Ding, with, ding, Glenn he's Ford, with Glenn Ford. Sidney Poitier and former podcast guest Jamie Farr. Wow. It Gilbert. also had Vic Morrow. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes. Spectacular. Nice work. Spectacular. See, I got it Gilbert. wrong. Uh, uh, Gilbert's on his game. What did, what did you say? It's used in American Graffiti, American but graffiti. it's not the theme song right. as Gilbert. Right correctly points out right yes nice work all right yeah. <laughs> i was hoping you'd get the podcast guest in there you slid jamie far right yes. in there that was nicely done so we're, <laughs> we're tracking your mother's uh, yeah. uh life really through these songs i guess so you're go, you're, are you going in chronological order i just ran no oh, okay. i just randomly picked picked okay. a couple uh 45 i could picture your mom now at the sock they, all, yeah oddly enough and i don't think you were looking for this they all circle right around 1956 that's true. Like this one's 55. That's you know, there's true. a couple 57. Right. I guess that's when she was collecting 45s. Right? Fascinating. Yeah. She still has them. Yeah. She, so she physically, I have them now. You physically have the 45s. I physically have the 45s. This is too cool. How many, were, I, have how many a, are there? I have a stack. Do you have, have the little stack. yellow, as Gilbert calls it, the little ye- yellow yes, swastika? Yes, I do. All right. Okay, next one. We'll keep going. Here it comes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, let me guess. Is it the father of a podcast guest? Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Katz, father of former podcast guest Joel Gray. And grandfather of Jennifer. But never eat pickles with ice cream Cause ice cream and pickles don't mix Gilbert's gonna cover this so 1953, the, the great Mickey Katz, and Katz was most well known for his parodies, but he created more traditional klezmer music as well. He did a lot of stuff, as we pointed out with Joel Gray. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, there's something mysterious. I looked him up. First, I found Mickey Katz, easy mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I found the Joel Gray connection, but I searched. I was trying to find out if it's the right Mickey Katz. Yeah. How many Mickey Katzes were there that I, were I recording? I don't know, but I searched all kinds of ways to get Katz and Gray in the same piece, and I never found it. Interesting. So it's just very strange. Why should this be different than the research? Did you know the Broadway yeah. musical Cats has absolutely nothing to do with Mickey Katz? <laughs> I did. You I have was, that in your I research? I'm not aware of that. Yeah, have that? <laughs> but uh, here's, here's now. Here's another thing I didn't know. Now we all, do you know Patty Page's song that would come up right now? Of course, it's a parody of Patty Page's right. song. How so much is that then, dog again? Know? I tried to search all, <laughs> another another search failure. I tried to search everywhere to see those two tunes in the u- same page. Are you using a Univac computer from 1952? <laughs> I've got a. I've got a. Yeah. He's still using the free AOL disk. Well, there's still five it's extra free. hours on it. <laughs> I thought Gilbert would appreciate a free disc. <laughs> Gilbert, if you were approached to do a novelty record yeah. at this stage of your career, I think you should cover how much is that pickle of that, that would be perfect. Oh, wow. Or Alan Sherman's uh, Don't Buy the Liverwurst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's one more or, song. Or, uh, one more song. Yeah. Harvey and Sheila. Harvey and Sheila. Harvey and Sheila. <laughs> This is we've fun. Got, we've got one she more. There's one more. I think Frank said that's all he's got. I got one more. He's got one more thing. We'll call this a bonus little, track. I'm a little distracted by storm warnings in here, but this, this okay. is it's a, a bonus out track. Of sequence. One extra. It's a boner track. That <laughs> gets a, on, I'm going to make the AOL dial-up sound so Paul feels more at home. Hang on. <laughs> 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 Remember that? That was awful. Oh, sure. You, yeah. What do you mean, remember it? <laughs> you, you're still on it. Used it last week. Paul's on a Univac that was made in 1948. <laughs> but it's one for the money, two for the show. Oh, How would we know this one? <laughs> okay, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I, this one's I, impossible. I did the research on this. It's Elvis Presley. Yeah. No. Yeah, it is. I don't think so. It's Andy Kaufman. You know, was it written and first recorded by? Carl Perkins. There you go, in 1955. Who do you think you're dealing with? Well, you can do anything but the my blue suede shoes. Wow. Let's go, cats. Mickey Cats. See? <laughs> See, Gil? He was playing bass. <laughs> Mickey Cats. <laughs> <laughs> and he go, let's go, Cats. <laughs> and then Mickey would kick in on the yeah. klezmer. <laughs> These were fun. You have to make, I think you have to pick harder ones next time. Oh, I well, could do that. I yes. randomly just picked, yeah. but I yeah. could pick harder ones. But it's some of the, some of the ideas like, like uh, that go along with these tunes. Familiar tune. But did you know Yes. that... Carl Perkins had a conversation with Johnny Cash in which Cash talked about some military guy who had blue suede shoes, gave Carl Perkins the idea for the song. Interesting. And Carl Perkins had a story told Johnny Cash that gave Johnny Cash the idea for I Walk the Line. How about that, Gil? Yeah. That's some, Good job, that's some nifty research that Rayburn yeah, came up finally. with at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I spent hours coming up with when that. When he's not giving away the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you saved the show. All right. All right. Can I, can I rip through who's covered blue... Uh, Blue switch. What are we talking about? Quickly, Blue because switches? Frank's house okay. is coming off of its foundation. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Bill Haley. Bill Haley. Buddy Holly. The Dave Clark Five. The wow. Beatles. 
plastic Ono band. Albert I'm going to play King, the Oscars Jerry like wrap it up music. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. And there's more. I think you and forgot one. What? J. Fred Poots. J. Fred Poots. And right no, now. Coots. 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 J. Fred Coots. Right now. I like Poots better. Right now at Frankfurt Rosa's house, you'll hear. <laughs> yes, we're Coming recording. Up next week on part two of Songs That Exist. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, well, research we, team. I think we could go longer because Frank doesn't have a place hey, to look, go. There is no safer place than being in a constructed room within a building with, you know, I'm fine. It's just my kids might be you know, in a tree. Uh, so this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions with our guests. Uh, well, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, Frank Santo Padre, and our guest, Dara Gottfried, and uh, eyeless, eyelashless, <laughs> eyelidless, eyebrowless, Raybone. I, I see what you mean. And eyeglassless. <laughs> I'd like to dedicate this episode to J. Fred Poots. Yeah. <laughs> or, not Coots. Blue, blue suede No, no. He had a bigger body of work. Yeah. He had a much more impressive body of work than Coots. <laughs> Poots over Coots. Who, who used to go down on Dave Carroll. Oh, right. I'm surprised you didn't sing Santa Claus is Coming We'll do to another town. one. I was All looking right. forward to that. Hey, Santa, Santa. What will be, will be When I grew up and fell in love I asked my sweetheart what lies ahead Will we have rainbows day after day? Here's what my sweetheart said Que sera, sera Whatever will be Future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera. What will be, will be. Now I have children of my own. They ask their mother, what will I be? Will I be handsome? Will I be rich? I tell them tenderly. Whatever will be, will be The future's not ours to see Que sera, sera What will be, will be Que sera